Handful of Stars by Cynthia Lord. Chapter 19. The next day was a picture-perfect sunny day with a bright blue sky and fat white clouds. Before the festival opened, I set out our sign explaining that we were selling and how much they cost. I arranged all the bee houses at one end of our booth. I put my tiger lily house toward the back because it wasn't anywhere near as good as Salma's, but it was still nice to see it there. At the other end, Papere stirred the blueberry filling in a large crock pot next to the napkins, paper bowls, plastic spoons, and a can of whipped cream for anyone who bought a blueberry enchilada. A few minutes before nine o'clock, Salma came by the booth, dressed in her pageant dress, carrying two bags of tortillas. Mama made these this morning so they'd be extra fresh, she told me. I wish I could stay with you, but I'm supposed to help Hannah with the pie-eating contest. On his mat beside me, Lucky lifted his head and wagged his tail. If he could have seen Salma, Lucky might not have recognized her all dressed up in her pageant dress and runner-up crowned and sparkly earrings, her hair in a side ponytail still curly from last night. But that's one thing about being blind. What you look like doesn't matter to Lucky. He sees you with his heart. Don't you worry, Blueberry Princess, Papere said. I'm here to help Lily. She'll sell the bee houses and I'll serve up those blueberry crepes. They're enchiladas, I said impatiently. Be sure you say that. Oh, right, Papere said. They're a first cousin to crepes, though. I'll be back when the pie-eating contest's done, Salma said. Mama's bringing me some regular clothes so I can change afterward. I hope you sell lots of bee houses and enchiladas before I get back. Thanks, I said. Good luck with the pies. She headed toward the pie-eating contest platform, holding up her dress so the bottom wouldn't touch the grass. My heart felt like someone had punched it. We both pinned a lot of hope on her winning. Maybe the judges wanted someone who lived here to win so she could visit the nursing homes and attend the parades after the festival. Or maybe Hannah had just gotten better scores. Maybe singing is an easier talent to judge than art. Or maybe Salma's last answer was too honest, too hard to hear. But whatever the reason, somehow the pageant didn't seem as big a deal to me as it always had. It showed part of our community, but not the whole thing. Lily? I looked up to see Hannah standing in front of our booth, all glitzy in her silver pageant dress, wearing her huge crown. I just wanted to say hi and that I hope you earn all the money you need for Lucky, she said. I swallow hard. Thanks and congratulations. Thank you, she said. You know what I said last night about you being my best friend? I feel like we've gotten sidetracked or something, but I really meant it. I miss you, I started, but there was something else I had to say. But lately, you only want to talk about the Amaz, um, Brandon. I'm sorry, she sighed. Brandon came over last night, and then he spent the whole pageant playing games on his phone. He's nice, but he's not my type. A giggle exploded inside me. Not your type? Since when? Five minutes ago? But I choked that giggle back down. Hannah was asking to try again, and I wanted that more than I wanted to be a smart aleck. Maybe we could do something tomorrow, Hannah asked. You, me, and Salma? I haven't been swimming much this summer. We could show Salma how cold the ocean is in May. Okay, I said, but let's go all the way down to the point to go swimming. I want to make sure Salma sees at least one lighthouse before she leaves. Great, Hannah smiled. That'll be fun. Watching her walk away, holding her crown with one hand so it wouldn't rip tip off her head. I wasn't sure if we'd ever be the same kinds of friends we'd been when we were little. Maybe being two peas in a pod was over, but maybe we could be more like two wild blueberries, two of a kind, but different too.
when Sheriff Cotton cut the blue ribbon that stretched from one traffic cone to another across the festival entrance, a surge of tourists and locals rushed in. Old people with cameras, parents with strollers, kids with dogs. There were people everywhere. Lucky stayed on his mat, but his nose kept sniffing. A little Pomeranian on a leash was so small that he could see under the booth. He yapped at Lucky. Lucky wiggled his way forward, but he was tied to the table and couldn't reach him. We don't know if that dog's friendly, I said, pulling Lucky back. Marty Johnson was the first person at our booth. I came here as soon as I could. I want that pretty bee house Salma showed at the pageant last night, the one with the colorful bees. I figure I'd better grab it before someone else does. Early in the summer, I might have felt jealous that Marty wanted Salma's bee house and not mine. Now I was just happy to imagine her bee house in Marty's yard, a little piece of her that was staying here. Marty, would you like to try a bite of blueberry enchilada? Papere asked. We have samples on the plate here. Those do smell delicious, Marty said. I've never had one of these, but I'll try a bite. Dr. Katz was right behind Marty. Tiger Lily, I see you have a couple of helpers. She smiled at Papere and Lucky. Lucky is such a good boy to stay so patiently right here. Lucky's head turned at his name and his tail wagged. That's because I keep giving him bites of crepe. Enchiladas, Papere said. He's excited about the other dogs, I told her, but I can't risk him getting hurt or run off running off and getting lost in all these people. I thought he should come, though. He's the whole reason I'm doing this. Dr. Katz nodded. I need to get to the Humane Society booth, but first I came to buy some bee houses for my garden. I'd like two, and my eye goes right to those glorious flower ones. I picked up two of Salma's best bee houses. Actually, I do want this one with the little purple flowers, Dr. Katz said, but I also want the one in the back with the tiger lilies. I stared at where she was pointing, but I did that one. Then I'll love it even more, she said, smiling. Maybe she just bought it to be nice, but I didn't care. I was so happy imagining Salma's and my bee houses together in Dr. Katz's garden. We had a crowd in no time. I sold lots of bee houses. I hoped the people who bought Salma's would take good care of them. Papere could barely keep up with the blueberry enchilada samples. Most people who tried a bite bought a whole one. Wow, I've never had one of these before, Mrs. LaRue said, licking the last bits of blueberry enchilada off her spoon. It's quite delicious. When she smiled, I had to stifle a giggle because her teeth were blue. These are houses made for mason bees, I explained to a tourist wearing a Maine sweatshirt. You put one near your garden and it encourages the bees to stick around and pollinate your flowers and plants. She chose the bee house that Salma had painted with multicolored blueberries and yellow stars. Here's our artist coming right now, Papere said. Samuel was wearing shorts and a t-shirt, carrying her crown under her arm, though her hair and earrings, her earnings were still pageant fancy. You are wonderful last night, Mrs. LaRue said. The competition was very close, you know. Samuel gave a little smile, but I knew it wasn't a real one. I think almost is one of the hardest kinds of losing, because you could see all the way to winning before that door shut. How was the pie contest? I asked. She rolled her eyes. A kid got a blueberry up his nose, and one of the adults lost her con contact lens in the pie. Ew, I said. The whole time I was worried I'd get blueberry stuff on Hannah's dress. I was relieved to finally give it back to her. Then Selma smiled, a real one. She handed me a white envelope. I have something for you, Lily. I opened it, and it was a festival gift certificate for $100. As Blueberry Princess, I won this gift certificate. 
I can use it at any booth at the festival, so I'm using mine for Lucky. Thank you, I counted in my head. We had several hundred dollars in the cash box last time I added it all up. Now a hundred dollars more, and it was still early. But when I looked closer, I saw the gift certificate had been written out to the the Machias Humane Society. Wait, what? When I read about blind dogs, it said maybe what would help Lucky the most was another dog, Salma said tenderly. Dogs are pack animals, so another dog could lead him and be Lucky's eyes for him. I was going to talk to you about it, but then I got the gift certificate and it seemed like fate, so I just did it. I was confused. You want me to get another dog to lead Lucky around? But that's not the plan. I want him to see for himself. I know, but when I read about it, it said the operation doesn't always help, Salma said, and it's risky because Lucky's old. It said there's a chance that maybe he wouldn't make it, and it would have been better if you had spent the gift certificate here, I said, at this booth. I thought this would be better for Lucky, and he'd even like it more. Better for Lucky? He's my dog, I said, annoyed. Salma crossed her arms over her chest. It was my gift certificate. How could she suggest that I wasn't thinking of Lucky when I'd been thinking of him my whole life? I thrust the gift certificate at her. Then you get a dog. Salma stood there with her mouth open. I didn't mean, I started, but she turned and pushed her way through the crowd. Tears came to my eyes right there in front of a family of tourists who came over to buy blueberry enchiladas. I couldn't believe I'd said that. It had just flown out of my mouth. She'd lost her dog and couldn't have another, and I just shoved that at her with a gift certificate. But why didn't she understand? All this time we'd been working on making Lucky see again. I couldn't just give up on him. As Papere squirted the whipped cream on the family's enchilada, he said, Lily, do you remember how I said that when you love someone, you want what they want? Exactly, I said. I want Lucky to see again. Salma knew that. Yes, you want Lucky to see. But what does Lucky want? I looked at Lucky, his head still pointed in the direction Salma had gone. His tail wagged a few times, hopefully. He wants to see. I don't know about that, Papere said. He already seems very happy to me. That's something we could learn from dogs, isn't it? They don't keep looking backward at what they've lost or asking why me. They just move on and find a new way to be happy again. As the family walked away with their enchiladas, Papere said, It wouldn't hurt to talk to the people at the Humane Society booth, would it? Yes, it would, I said. It would mean giving up. No, Papere said firmly. Giving up and letting go are two very different things. Lily, giving up is admitting you're beat and walking away. Letting go means you're setting something free. You're releasing something that's been keeping you stuck. That takes faith and more than a little courage. I touched Lucky's head and his tail immediately started wagging. Mamere would never say yes to us getting another dog, I said. Well, there's one way to find out, Papere said. I'll call her and tell her to meet us here. She won't leave the store on such a busy day, I said. Oh, she'll come, he winked. If I tell her we're thinking of getting a second dog, she'll be here lickety-split. Another dog? That wasn't the plan. Like he would like a friend, and it would be fun to have two dogs, but... Mamere doesn't even like Lucky, I said. We outnumber her, Papere, picked up the gift certificate in the cash box. So, what do you say? 
Are we going over to talk to the Humane Society people or not? Okay, but I just want to talk to them. I'm not ready to decide. I turned over one of my signs and wrote, Be back soon.